Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, March 2nd. Lights, come out. Today's scripture reading is found in Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 18, and this time from The Voice translation, which reads, Lights, come out. Shine in the vast expanse of heaven's sky, dividing day from night to mark the seasons, days, and years. Lights, warm the earth with your light. And it happened, just as God said. God fashioned the two great lights, the brighter to mark the course of day, the dimmer to mark the course of night, and the divine needled night with the stars. God set them in heaven's sky to cast warm light on the earth, to rule over the day and night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that his new creation was beautiful and good. This is God's word. God makes space, and then God fills it. This is actually the literal picture on display in the Hebrew word translated create, to make fat. Creation is the act of God making visible reality fat. It's all those bones in Ezekiel's vision of the valley of dry bones, seeing those bones come together, forming perfectly arranged skeletons, and then waiting for the flesh and muscle and sinews and tendons to cover those bare bones. So here, the space has been created, the celestial framework has been provided beneath the vast expanse or firmament or sky that is now filled with light-channeling bodies. This, of course, raised a key point of order as to how there could in fact be light right off the bat on the first day, some three days prior to the creation of those celestial light-channeling bodies of sun, moon, and stars that we know and love. The very celestial bodies that serve to mark off the day and the night from a terrestrial perspective. So what gives? We asked the composer of this first Genesis song of creation, and I sense him swatting us away with a strong look of annoyance as he mutters, bad form. Because rather than allowing ourselves to be enraptured by the song and its melody, we, we insist on interrupting the flow with our lyrical interrogation, which in asking the question or in our parrying the question with a prolonged explanation or rationalization, misses the entire point of the song. God makes space, then God fills it. On a primal level, in the midst of the surging primordial chaos, God turns on the light, which is perhaps no more than make the divine visible in the material realm. But as we continue with the rhythm of this Hebrew creation song on a specific cosmic and terrestrial level, more is needed than just light up there or light out there. Light is needed here. And that will entail heavenly bodies that can channel that light here. One brighter and one dimmer, followed by all those stars and what almost sounds like an afterthought in the text as in, oh yeah, and God made the stars too. Like the crafter of a pizza deciding, hey, 
Before we call this good, let's pepper this pizza with lots of pepperoni. But it's the image used in the voice translation that most captures my imagination, which is what this creation song is all about, capturing and channeling imagination. That of needling the night with stars. I recall happening upon this for the first time in the midst of reading Night, which is Eli Wiesel's book on his Holocaust experience. As most books on the Holocaust are, it was a dark, somber read. Let's just call it what it is. It was depressing. And then I open up this new-to-me translation called The Voice Translation. And in the first lines of this first creation song of Genesis 1, I encounter the line, He needled the night with stars. It was actually a profound moment eliciting tears of gratitude and desire in me. Thank you for needling our night with stars, O Lord. And let me be part of that needling. Because you see, light is needed here. This is an image that Paul picks up while writing to the faith community in Philippi from the darkness of his own confinement in Rome as part of his ongoing saga of the Roman judicial process as he waited for his day in court. Dark, confining days, these. Not just in there for Paul, but everywhere. So do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. And then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. God has made the space, and now God would fill it with embodied light bearers, channeling divine light as they let their light shine, bringing out all the God colors of this world and needle the night as stars in the universe, bringing hope and promise and direction. Because light, you see, is needed here. So lights come out. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, how are you being challenged to let your light shine right here and now where you are? Why are we so often tempted to hide the light of who we are under that proverbial bushel rather than allowing it to shine? What does the divine command, lights come out, mean for you? You're here to be light, bringing out all the God colors of this world. This is not a secret to be kept. I'm putting you on a light stand. So shine, keep open house, be generous with your lives. Lord, make this the deepening reality of my life. As I don't merely echo, but meaningfully embody those first creative words, ye, he, or, let there be light. And let me be but one more pinprick needling this night with stars of hope. Through your mercies.